All right, y'all, welcome back here. Welcome back here to another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast. Of course, me, myself, as always, Sanders here. Got yes, Dr. Dupree here with me. Yes, sir. With another episode, how we living. How we living, how we living. Man, living, bro, I can't complain. Man, just going through, you know, another another day, man, another time. As we, you know, just moving along here. Man, a lot going on. Um, of course, you know, we got man, uh college basketball and it started up this week. Uh, it's been crazy. Men and women's, we've already seen the number one team go down. First game. <laughs> First game. You know what I'm saying? Man, Tennessee Tennessee lost a, a close one to Florida State today, bruh. So I mean, it's a lot with Michigan State and the men's side lost first game to, to, yeah. to James Madison. Brown, it's, it's been it's been wild already, bro. It's been wild there already. NBA going along, um, you know, they got another installment of that that stupid in season tournament. Uh, I just, I just got that going on. Giannis fifty four tonight. They end up losing. They end up losing. He deserved it, bro. After getting after they lost. Oh, that's tough. But he deserved that after getting what, after getting ejected what get, the, the night before. What really, he, for, I didn't even for no see reason. It. What did he get ejected for? So what it was was I don't know when yeah. he got the first one, but he had got a he had got a, okay. he had a tech before. So I don't know where that came in, and he came down the lane, basically dunked mm-hmm. on Isaiah Stewart, stared him down. Russ called the tech on that. So that was two texts. And, you know, yeah. a lot of rules, two mm-hmm. texts, yeah, there. So it was just – but it was kind of like um, – I don't know. To me, it wasn't disrespectful. It was I mean, more so just kind of like, I mean, you know, he the moment, yeah. basketball, emotions. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like it was okay. – I don't know, man. You know, sometimes the referees just – they make it about them, you know, so – you know, that was that. So I, he he deserved that because he didn't get a chance to play the full game and his that other game. But yeah, NBA going on. Uh, we in what week week ten in the NFL, um, and then we're now we're down to the final three weeks here of, of the college football season. It's a lot going on on and off the field <laughs> in college football, which we'll get into, of course, man. But we ain't gonna waste our time much longer. We're gonna get right into this episode, man. Uh, we'll start off there in the, in the NFL, and we're gonna kind of recap a little bit of the mm-hmm. week that was, and then going into uh, someone making a, a, their grand return um, this week. So, obviously, the story of the week last week, man, back in week nine, was quarterback Josh Dobbs, uh, who we mentioned beforehand. You know, started out beginning of the season in Cleveland. Traded from Cleveland to Arizona while Kyler Murray was um, getting ready to recover from his ACL uh, injury. Um, been starting there, been playing a lot of games. Um, led them to their only win that they have on the season so far against against the Dallas Cowboys. Um, been playing some really good football. And then come trade deadline, um, we know what happened with the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins, Terrence Achilles, they needed a quarterback since they were right there in the thick of things in the playoff hunt. They decided to make a trade for Josh Dobbs. All right. We get into Sunday. It's this past Sunday matchup against the Atlanta Falcons. And obviously he just got there, so he's listed as just quarterback number two. Ends up being a rookie starting quarterback, Jaron Hall. He only plays one series. (laughs) 
uh, gets concussed out of the game, and now enters Josh Dobbs, who probably did, probably doesn't know a quarter of the playbook or any of it at all. Don't even know who he's really throwing the ball to because there's no Justin Justin Jefferson out there. He just has T.J. Hawkinson. Ends up losing K.J. Osborne to a concussion. So it's, it's now it's just Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, uh, and then, you know, he just got his plethora of running backs, right? The man goes, I had to learn the cadence on the fly, everything. I mean, literally everything, right? And the man goes out here and goes 20 for 30 for 158 yards, throws for two touchdowns, runs for 66 yards and another rushing touchdown and led that game-winning comeback drive um, to give the Vikings that 31-28 win. It sucked, obviously, because being a Falcons fan, seeing that, but – just the story and the incredible story for for Josh Dobbs, man, as we all know, um, uh, I think was a two- or three-year starter at Tennessee, uh, played a lot of games there back when they were, you know, being coming back up on the come-up with Wiz with, with Jones and everything. Um, and, I mean, <laughs> put it into the lame terms, dude no smart as hell, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, he, I think he, he had like – I think he had like a 3.9, 4.0 GPA while he was in school. Um, man, if he wanted to, he could really be a rocket scientist right now. That's but dude, want to yeah. play football. <laughs> I mean, it's just – it's just, man, just talk – I guess just real quick, man, just talk about how like – just how crazy that is for, you know, a guy to come out who just got to a team, you know, five days, hadn't even been a week, um, come out there and just find a way to no, get it, it done. It, it speaks to – it speaks to him as a player. You you don't realize how how hard that is what he did, how hard that is until you put it into context. I mean, it's it's hard. You know, you go through they this is I mean, college, NFL, whatever, you go through, you know, in the spring they have community camp, mini camp, OTAs, you go through the summer, then you have then you have training camp, and then you get into preseason, then the season. So you're talking you have all that time. You know, you have all that time. We talk about it all the time where football is unique, where you have nine, maybe nine months to prepare for a three-month season. In the league, maybe eight months to prepare for a four-month season in a calendar year. is different. So you're talking about preparing your body mentally, all that type of stuff. So you're learning – uh, offense, learning the defense, learning the system throughout that whole time and getting down to different nuances of cadence and and routes and protection and checks on defense, all that different stuff. And you have a new quarterback coming in who wasn't expected to play. He comes in and they are literally on the sideline when it's like, okay, Josh, you have to go win. The offensive line is literally standing around him while he's under center going over the cadence so the offensive line can get used to hearing his voice. That's what they were doing. They have to get used to hear. It's a new voice under center. They've been listening to Kirk Cousins. He goes down. So now all week you've been listening to, I can't remember my, the guy's name, the, the rookie. Um, you said his name. Uh, Jaron Hall. Jaron Hall. Listen to him all week because Josh Dobbs yeah. obviously is all, I just got here. So they're on the sidelines. Okay, we got to hear you give the cadence, bro. Like We have to hear you. Like We don't know what you sound like. And to go out there and, and 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 to execute and do what he did, man, it, it's 
almost, it's almost nothing short of amazing. That's that's something that's tough. That's that once again that speaks to just kind of the natural football player in the in the field that he has. Because you like you said, you don't know who you're throwing to. You don't know those guys. He didn't know their names. You you know protections, just everything that goes into it. The offense, just in general. You you this is all new. Five days in, it speaks to how smart he is. Obviously, you're a smart guy, you're able to pick up stuff a little bit quicker. And I imagine that Kevin O'Connor had to keep things pretty simple for him. I mean, you can't go in, you can't go in right. and be uh, this this elaborate play caller when you got a guy who's been in your building for five days. So you got to try to keep it relatively simple for him. But to be able to go out and do that, unfortunately, to the expense of the Falcons, but to go out and do what he did is is it's impressive. It's impressive, and I have, I haven't really talked about it because I was been hot because you know obviously he was on the losing end of it but it's impressive man that's 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 tough that's tough and so I I, I did like the move when the Vikings made it because they won a couple games and you know they started off the year slow got on the little street won a couple games beat this beat the 49ers and then Detroit kind of came back down to earth so you made the move to go get Josh Dobbs do you think he's gonna win your Super Bowl no but because now the division looks like it is, it might still be up for grabs with Detroit kind of teetering a little bit. You make the move to go get Josh Dobbs because he at least gives you a shot. You you believe that he will at least give you a shot to to maybe win the division and make the playoffs. If if that wasn't the case, if they had were kind of two and seven, three and six, when you know, in, in that world, it's like okay, let's just let's let's go with let's go with Hall. Let's let him. Let's see what we got with him, and then let's get ready for next year. So, um, it was impressive. It was impressive, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I mean, <clears throat> like you said, start. They did started off one and four. Now on a four game winning streak. Um, I think now they only look at themselves. I think, I think it's one and a half or half a game back, maybe out of first now with, with Detroit. So, and I'm not sure if they played them yet. So that's. If they have, I can't remember. But if not, that's gonna be interesting <clears throat> when those two teams <laughs> meet up now to see as you know the season goes along. But I mean, it's very impressive, man. You can't really be too. There's not too many other words or adjectives that you can put in there. It's just very impressive for him to do that, and it's just you know wondering, you know, if obviously could he be like you know a franchise guy? Probably not, but. You know, the fact that he, you know, now obviously he's been capable enough to, to where if you needed a game or two, he's definitely more than capable enough to do that for sure. So, uh, man, just got to give credit where credit is due, man. Big, big props out to, to Josh Dobbs to just in odd circumstances to find a way, man, to, to get it done. Very, very impressive. Um, Week 10 in the NFL, and that's currently going on right now. Um, Thursday night football, it's uh, the uh, Panthers and the Bears. Um, a little snooze fest, but it's 10 to 9. Um, I'm pretty sure Bears fans don't care. It's a win-win for them. Um, <laughs> if they win, yeah. it kind of increases them getting that, that top draft pick. Even if they lose, they might still stay in the top three with that pick because of the fact that, that they have the Panthers pick. For for the Bryce Young trade that happened in this year's this this year's draft, so 
that's that going on with that. But man, uh, another thing somebody here is about to make, uh, I don't want to say long overdue, but uh, a rather uh, a grand appearance back to um, the, the the football field, and that's Arizona Cardinals uh, quarterback Kyler Murray. Uh, man, towards ACL, towards the end of the year last season, um, and he's had a a interesting start to his career, you know, saying to say the least. Um, obviously, started out at Texas A and M, transfers to Oklahoma, wins the Heisman, goes number one overall, and obviously, how that worked out was to pair him up with with Cliff Kingsbury. Um, and it kind of worked out okay the first few couple of seasons. Um, but last season was kind of bad. And then obviously the, the year before that, they, they make the playoffs. But probably the worst game as a professional we might have saw him play in was that playoff game against the Rams um, where he just did not look – he didn't look comfortable at all. Um, had you wondering if maybe if the Cardinals could even see him long term, you know, as the franchise guy for mm-hmm. the for their – for their franchise at quarterback. Um, they give him the deal. He, he gets the money. It is what it is. Um, but for some reason, we found out about some of the details and I guess you want to say incentives <laughs> for for the contract. And we hear about him needing to have a certain amount of hours of a film study and everything like that. So then it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you trying to say that this man doesn't watch film? Like, yeah, you know, what's going on? <laughs> Um, and that that just obviously that had everybody up in arms and going crazy because it's just like one, how did this get announced and get leaked out? Two, why is this in the contract? Uh, that was kind of the main things for it. But uh, having the season he had last year and then, you know turning his ACL, so I wasn't quite sure if he was going to get back. We knew that they pretty much had an overhaul in their roster. For a second, it kind of looked like that maybe they were the ones that could be possibly heading towards his number one pick. Uh, granted, they kind of maybe they are kind of still in the running for it. I think they're them and the Panthers are the only teams with just one win. I don't think anybody else. I don't think nobody else has one win, but but besides those those two franchises, so that's that. And it's just interesting to say the least that he makes his debut this season um, against a team that's defensively now is kind of struggling here. As of late, and that's the you know the the Atlanta Falcons uh, having to deal with a rookie, two rookie quarterbacks, and a quarterback who just mm-hmm. got there that we mentioned about Josh Dobbs uh, for five days. But is there anything that you may be looking or interested about or looking forward to with Kyler Murray making his his expected debut here this season? Not not expecting too much. I mean, he's gonna he's gonna be a little rusty. Call it what it is. He's gonna be a little rusty. He hasn't played he hasn't played football in over a year. So he's gonna be rusty. Um I guess the thing would be how rusty is he? How clean does he look? Is he and how quickly is he able to knock the rust off? I don't I'm not I'm not sure. Um, you know, practice reps are not the same as, as game reps. I do think that Kyle Murray is a good athlete. Um, and he has, he has a good arm. Obviously he is athletic coming off that ACL. Obviously he's clear to play 
how much trust does he have in that knee? It's always, and I've never had, I've never, gratefully, I've never had any injury as far as knees, you know, meniscus, ACL, anything like that. Um, but I always see guys, and, and the big thing is always trusting that you can make those same moves, those same cuts, just being able to be the same player, the same type of player that you were before you had that injury. And so, he, you know, seeing, does he trust his knee? Does he trust his knee to hold up? Is he wearing a brace? You know, if he's wearing a brace, I'll sit down living him a little bit. Is he not wearing a brace? So, okay, yeah, he might not wear a brace, but how much, like I said, how much does he trust the mobility of that? Because a big part of Kyler Murray's game is being able to run around and create when things are going right, when the pocket collapses. So looking at all that, uh, he is going to face a defense um, in the Falcons that, like I said, has been struggling over the last couple of weeks, but throughout throughout the season has been one of the top defenses in the league, top 10 defense in the NFL. Um, they've gotten up after the passer a little bit. They've made things hard um, for quarterbacks, uh, like I said, up until a little bit recently. So um, if this is a – if if there's a game to kind of get back on track defensively, I would think this will be the one um, because you'll be playing a quarterback. Granted, like I said, that is that – is, that is, talented but i think the fox are going to test him and test to see how much he really trusts his 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 mobility how much how does he feel um for lack of better well i'm kind of losing it right now but just does he trust that knee does he trust that he's going to hold up he's able to go out there and play the brand of football that we are accustomed to seeing Kyler murray play because the boy can run i mean if there's one thing that we know we know that he can throw the ball. He has a cannon, all right, and he can run. I mean, he outruns a lot of people. He's one of the fastest players, period, in the NFL. So what does he look like mobility-wise? Those are the things um, that I'd be interested to see this Sunday. Yeah, same for me. Um, nothing. I'm not too high, too low. I don't think he'll just go out there, you know, necessarily pass for 400 yards and run for 100. I don't think, you know, he'll do that. It's just because, you know, obviously their roster is still their roster, so not really too concerned about that. But just, you know, obviously just want to see how it looks because who knows, maybe depending on where uh, Arizona lands in the draft order, do they – end up taking a chance of saying, you know what, maybe our time here with, with, with Kyler is done. We want to look for another quarterback for the future, a cheaper contract, um, and, you know, see if anybody want to be in talks of wanting to make a trade, you know, for mm-hmm. for Kyler and having them, bringing them into their franchise and everything like that. So it's kind of more so – I don't want to say foreshadowing or going into the future of maybe that they're saying that, okay, hey, we're going to, you know, trade them or anything like that. But I don't know. You know, I mean, it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, I think it's great to have him out there on the field. Obviously, he's one of the uh, – when healthy, he's one of the, one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't deny his talents for, at, at all or his athleticism. Um, the kind of throws he can make, the way that he just keeps <laughs> plays alive. Um, obviously, that play he had last season against, I want to say, I think it was the Raiders, where he just 
looked like a little kid that you was trying to chase <laughs> for like 20 seconds and they couldn't they could never kill him and then he finally found a way to just run up into the end zone so uh it's just amazing that some of the stuff that he can do for sure so um it's just gonna be interesting to see see him finally out there because he wasn't quite sure if they were gonna try to bring him back or 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 not um you know for the season just because of you know the injury and maybe how well or not well that he was feeling and how could it go along but glad to see him out there you know that he's gonna be out there for sure um i mean i hope they lose but glad to see him out there <laughs> you know, he's coming back, but he's coming with a hill. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But man, it's um, a lot of great games on tap, uh, really in the NFL. Some interesting games, to say the least. Um, man, we'll go right into it. First game we got on tap here, we got uh, AFC North Showdown between the Browns and the Ravens. Fun fact, right now, if the playoffs were to start right now, the whole AFC North would be in the playoffs, <laughs> which is crazy. They let you know like how 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 well that that division is from from top to bottom. When you when you think about, especially when you think about how like with the Ravens, right? It's kind of like oh, there were six and two. They're like they're six and two, but it's just like man, you had a you had a week where like Lamar goes for over two hundred and some yards, but doesn't even throw for mm-hmm. a touchdown. So it's just kind of like how, you know, uh, the Bengals are riding right in the ship now. They're they're kind of getting back on track. Uh, there was a time with Cleveland where we didn't know who was going to be the quarterback. You know, is Deshaun Watson going to play? Is it going to be PJ Walker? Like who? Like what's going on? And then obviously. The Steelers can barely score any points, but they find a way to win a game. Like this is that's just crazy. So it's just like the whole AFC North it just has its own story and its own. But interesting, man. Um, Browns Ravens. I want to say this is the first matchup, so got a long ways to go. But this is important to see who can kind of keep themselves ahead of everyone in this very tight AFC North race. Uh, who this you got is, in this one? This is going to be a good game. You got two. Very good defenses. Two teams that have been playing well over the last, or just in the season in general. I'm going to pick the Ravens because one, they're deep. I mean, the Ravens defense. No one's really talking about it, but the Ravens defense is good. I mean, very, very good. And so is the Browns defense. But that, like, I mean, the Ravens defense right now is playing out of their mind. I think they gave away six points last week. You think it was three points, six points, something like that? Like 30, three, 30, yeah, 30 or six points. Yeah, it wasn't that much. Like, they are, teams are not yeah. scoring on this defense. And because of that, because I think that it will be a defensive struggle, Lamar Jackson, the offense, has also been playing well. I think he's been playing well. So I'm, I'm going to go with Lamar, quarterback for quarterback, offense for offense. I'm going to go with Lamar. And that offense, or I think they create more big plays. I think they will sustain more drives and get touchdowns, get points on the board. So I'm going to go with the Ravens. Uh, I think this is like a like a twenty to seventeen, like twenty four, twenty one. Like I don't, I don't, 
I don't see a lot of points. I don't see a lot of points scored in this game. This is going to be a defensive struggle. But I think Lamar makes a, more plays. I think he makes enough big plays to, to get the Ravens over the hump. I can see that, too. I can see it being the first of 20 or 21 yeah. wins. You know, if, if whoever gets that, it may be just enough just because, I mean, you've you, you seen it. I mean, every – it seemed like every like high powered offense or you know nice offense that the Ravens are supposed to be going up against and everybody's you know worrying if they can keep up and everything they shut them down. I mean you know Detroit yeah. shut them down. Now Seattle that was a solid offense Top shut them down. The so um, Cleveland yeah Cleveland Cleveland has a, a, a another decent offense here. You know that's that you know that can that can put up some points and everything like that. So. That's that, but then you know, obviously their defense is no slouch, and then there's times where the Ravens' offense um, can sputter a bit. So, yeah, this has the makings of being for sure one of those tough, hard nosed, you know, defensive struggles. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I wouldn't even be shocked if it end up being, you know, sixteen thirteen. This, this, this may be a this may be a Justin Tucker game or something like that, you know. Um, but the fact with it being at home, I'm going to. Um, lean on the Ravens coming out on top. Um, I think that 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 home field advantage uh, will help them out for sure, and I think that defense will make a couple more plays um, to to give them that slight edge uh, over Cleveland. All right, then the next game we got on tap here, um, we got the San Francisco Forty Nine ers going out to Jacksonville to play uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. If I'm not mistaken, I think both teams are coming off of a bye. So, so yeah. both mm-hmm. teams real rested. Yeah, both teams real rested, getting everything together as they re- get ready to reset here for the second half of the season. Um, Obviously, we know the 49ers coming in and making that big trade uh, for Chase Young, bringing him from Washington to – uh, to San Francisco, and you know Jacksonville, pretty much still trying to hold hold a uh, hold firm in the AFC South, and also to stay right up there with the uh, more, I guess you can say, for, far as record wise, elite teams um, in the AFC as they kind of jockey in for position to see who can be that top seed. Uh, who you got in this one? Big in the Forty ers Picking the 49ers, I think that I think that they'll get back on track. I think that defense will will get back. I think they'll wake back up. Um, obviously interested to see what happens. Is Trey Williams playing? Does Debo play? You know, you gotta deal with those things. You will hope if not both, maybe one of those guys get back, get back and they're healthy. Um, but I think their defense, the the 49ers defense, we all know. It's a very, very elite defense, and they've struggled over the last couple of weeks. I think the bye week helps them. I think in Chase Young in there helps them, allowing him to learn the system and get the, and and get his feet wet as far as rotation wise and everything with that defensive line. I think he's going to do nothing but help the Forty ers up front, and I think that uh, they get after Trevor Lawrence a little bit. I can see this obviously being a little uh, a little more. High scoring. I think there could be some points scored in this one. Um, but I'm going to go with the 49ers. I think their defense 
I think that defense rights the ship, and I think they uh, create some some turnovers, create some big plays, and and get the job done. They, I mean, they're going to have to if 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 Debo and or Trent Williams do not play. We've seen that 49ers offense struggle. I mean, they struggled before the bye week if those two guys aren't playing. So they're going to have to, which I'm not saying they haven't, but over the last couple, I mean, the Vikings threw the ball all over. The, the Bengals did the same thing. Like I, they, They've been trending in the wrong direction. So if those two guys on offense aren't playing, that they're going to need some help. They're going to have to help Brock Purdy out with some favorable field position, um, a turnover here or there, even a defensive score or something to kind of get the mojo going. Um, and I think they do that. So I'm going to go with the 49ers. Yeah, it was – this is kind of tough. I really wasn't quite sure which way to really go with it. Uh, but I'm going I'm to take the 49ers too. I think uh, they found a way to get back on track. Um I think uh plays will be made on both sides here and there, but I do like I do like the 49ers defense a little bit more than mm-hmm. the Jaguars defense. Um it will be a plus if if Debo can play. If if Debo can play, for sure, <laughs> for sure that's gonna make that's gonna make uh the 49ers offense be a, a, a whole lot better. Cause obviously we've seen how it's been without mm-hmm. him being in the lineup. Um you know, it's just no knock to anybody else's on that on that offensive side of the ball. But obviously, he makes the offense go when Debo is out there, it's just because of so many the different elements that, that he can give you and everything like that. So, uh, if he's out there and able to play, then I'm gonna roll yeah. with the 49ers. Um, and they and they and they they, they really need it. I mean, you know, they've been on this they've been on this losing streak. It hasn't been it hasn't looked too good for them. It seems like you know maybe. People can think that, all right, we found a blueprint. This is how you stop, you know, Brock Purdy and, and everything like that. But um, I, I think they find a way to get back on track and and, and they'll handle business for sure and, and find a way to um, get a road mm-hmm. win out there in Jacksonville. They're going to keep pace with the Eagles. They need it. <clears throat> they need it, yeah. They really do. Uh, then the last game here on tap um, – we talked about Josh Dobbs already before, so now obviously we know he's more than likely starting this week mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Um, but now instead of being on the road, going up mm-hmm. to Minnesota at home, going up against uh, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, man, who you got in this I'm going to go with the Vikings solely because the Falcons need the Saints to lose. Um, but this is – I'm picking the Vikings. I think that – this is going to be a this is going to be another another test for Josh Dobbs. I think that Saints defense they're not as good as everybody were. In my opinion, they're not as good as everybody was making them out to be before the season. But they are a good defense. They do have players. I mean, you still got Cam. You got Cam Jordan. You got Demario Davis. You have uh, Marshawn Lattimore. Lady, you have some pieces on that defense that make it. It's tough. It makes it tough. Being at home definitely helps. Um, so I think I, I mean the defense is going to have to make some plays. The Vikings defense is going to have to make some plays. They're going to have to uh, get off the field on third downs, crazy turnovers, just to help out. Uh, I think that obviously not having KJ, uh, yeah, KJ Osborne with the concussion 
that's going to hurt. So you're going to high end Jordan Addison. You're going to high end TJ Hawkinson, Matson, those running backs. Um, you would love to get Justin Jefferson back, but obviously that's not going to happen. Um, he won't be playing this Sunday either. Um, so, but I'm going to go with the Vikings. I think the Vikings at home, I think they get it done. Obviously, Josh Dobbs is going to have a warm reception in Minneapolis on Sunday. Um, that crowd is going to be behind them. And they're going to be hyped. But that defense is going to have to make some plays because you're still talking about a guy who now has been in the building for a week and a half. <laughs> so, so granted, granted, he got it done in, in less than a week and five days. But still, it still is a, is a tough task. Still actually a lot. Um, but he's shown that he's capable of of doing it, and uh, I think that defense helped make some plays, and I'm going to go with the Vikings to win at home. If this is in New Orleans, I'm probably picking New Orleans because that's a tough place to play. But I'm going to go with Minnesota at home. I'll say this too, man. I don't know if we, we, we haven't talked about it. I think the Vikings are feeling they're, they're missing big playability not having Dalvin Cook. I think not having Dalvin Cook at, in that running back room, at that running back spot, is hurting them right now. I don't, how many big plays have the Vikings had out of that running back room? Just, I'm not even talking about out of the backfield catching the ball. I'm just talking about running the football. Like, Matson has not done, I mean, Matson is starting, and obviously he's, he's, he's there so he can do some things. I don't watch. The, the Vikings every game, but Dalvin Cook was right. a home run hitter and, and a situation that they're in right now in this situation, not having Justin Jefferson, not having your quarter, your, your starter, not having Kirk Cousins, having a guy that just got into the building a week and a half ago, having a home run hitter back behind you and Dalvin Cook, one of the better backs in the league. I think that would help them right now. So I, I do think that's one, that's something that's not talked about a lot. I think they are missing Dalvin Cook a lot right now. They could use Dalvin Cook right now. They could use him. And I still don't understand why they let him go. But I'm not a GM. And I'm not the Vikings GM. So he he's getting paid a whole lot of money <laughs> to make those decisions. So. Uh. Man, I hate that I'm about to say mm. this, but I'm uh I'm I'm taking the Saints uh this week. Um tough. Yeah. I I'm sorry, I'm not mature enough to give them no yeah. compliments. So I'm a more I'm a, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say more so this. I just I think it's gonna be a lot of a lot of hype, a lot of uh a lot of hype, a lot of I don't want to say emotions, but that was in a way that was an emotional win for Minnesota last week. I mean, because you got to think they were they were they essentially they were down big. Dobbs was struggling, you know. They were they were turning the ball over, but they stayed in it. They found a way to claw back, claw back, claw back, and then they they came out with a win, right? So that's a very very high emotional win. You know, it may not seem like it, but when in the, given the circumstances of it, that is a very high emotional win. I think they kind of dropped back down a little bit, and it's kind of more so them giving it away more than New Orleans winning. So that's why I'm going to go with the 
It's okay. With the Saints. I say the Aids. You know. I say it. Unfortunately, <laughs> you know, but it, it is what it is. That 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 really pained me. So I honestly, if the Vikings win, I'll be yeah, happy with no that. Doubt. Obviously, too. No doubt. But, <laughs> you know, it, it is what it is with that for sure, man. But um, it's gonna be an interesting. I mean, uh, interesting, interesting mm-hmm. week ten for sure. Um, all the primetime games suck this week, but back to it, huh? We got what Panthers. Panthers, Panthers, Bears tonight. If I'm not mistaken, they didn't. They get. They didn't flex out the Jets and Raiders in time enough to get it flexed out. So we are forced to watch the Jets and the Raiders for Sunday night. And then on Monday night we got. On Monday night we got the Broncos and the Bills. Oh. Do do what you want with that, right? Yeah. So the the, the primetime games ain't looking too good this week. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what took them. I don't know what took them so long to realize. Like, dang, we need to try to get that that Jets Raiders game fleshed out, but they didn't get it done in time. So we are forced to watch. <laughs> we are forced to watch Aiden O'Connell and Zach Wilson <laughs> Sunday night. I mean, Antonio Pierce had the Raiders looking good though. It, he did. It maybe he may, did. Maybe, but still, I don't know. I don't white man. But four, four, four twenty-five, please. Four twenty-five. Let's, let's let's have that game. Four twenty-five. Not 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 eight fifteen. Man, not. Now I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. Not for this Sunday night. Not for this one. <laughs> not for this one. Nothing is a lean late. Nothing. But nothing for this one. I ain't, I ain't been waiting all day for this one. It's all good, though. It's all good. Oh, man. But, yeah, man. So, I'm interested to see uh, what's going on with that. But that's that's the NFL there for you. And we tend get ready to shift over here to, to the to the world of college football. And, man, it's, it's crazy right now for sure. But on the field, mm-hmm. or at least, you know, as far as rankings-wise, we just had our second week of the college football playoff rankings come out. Um, not much changed. Um, pretty much the top eight stayed the same. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you had a few teams move up in the rankings. Obviously, a couple teams moved down. Um, so that's that. Um, we Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State still rocking in the top four. Washington, who's the other undefeated teams, they're five. And you have Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Ole Miss, and Penn State, and Louisville. That's that top 11 there for you who all have one loss. And then the next two loss team we have is Oregon State at 12. Uh, I don't know if you caught most of it when we were discussing it in the, in the Sports Goonie group chat, but, you know, the rankings kind of ruffled a few people's feathers and everything like that. And I also seen it like on social media. What I this is what I don't like about rankings. Or this, you know what I'm saying? Like just what really kind of grinds my gears on grind my gears on it. It's a whole lot of just extra nitpicking for no reason. When when you look at it. The way that it's gonna be, potentially, everything is gonna shake out itself on the football field. No one, no one that I named in those rankings are really avoiding anybody else. It's not like mm-hmm. 
oh, well, Penn State's not playing Michigan this year. Or, uh, you know, Alabama is not going to play whoever again this year. Or, you know, it's, it's – it's, it's, yeah. I don't know. I feel like I to a certain extent it's like I get it because it's just like I saw an Alabama fan to say, well, the 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 point of the college football playoff ranking is to say, you know, your strength of schedule, how many wins you had, this, this, and this. We got three ranked wins and Oregon only got one. How is Oregon the best one loss team compared to us? Well, you lost to Texas. If you want to use the, if you want to use the logic of the the playoff football college football ranking and everything like that, you lost to Texas, so Texas is gonna be mm-hmm. ahead of you regardless. And you know, like you know, for you know, somebody was like, "What about you can swap Texas with Oklahoma, uh, Texas with uh, Texas with Oregon?" Oh, mm, Oregon's only one loss is to the team that's ranked ahead of them in Washington. Texas one loss is to a team who's already lost. Twice, mm-hmm. which was oh, which is Oklahoma. They lost to Kansas and they lost to Oklahoma State, and whatever. I mean, to me, I'm just kind of like it really don't matter because there's some. We got Michigan, Penn State this week. Okay, Ohio State, Michigan is going to play each other. Potentially, if everybody if they if Washington wins out and Oregon wins out, that's a potential rematch in the Pac-12 championship. Oregon State might have something to say about that, but you know, yep. there's that. Um, if everybody wins out in the ACC, it's looking like it can be Louisville, Florida State for that. Maybe potentially Georgia, Alabama here for the ACC championship. So to me, it's all going to play out. We still got three weeks to we got three more games to go, plus championship weekend. This is still a lot of football left to be played. Why are we crying about these rankings? Yeah, I, I missed the I missed the conversation in in the sports goonie group. I saw the after, after I saw the aftermath, and I saw the messages. I did not go back to and read it because it was a lot. Um, but I, I feel the same way as I did last week, man. It's it's the second week, the second week of the rankings. Everybody won. I don't know what the nitpicking was about. Um, I don't know what the nitpicking was about as far as in the group, but. They are where they are, man. Five undefeated teams, they're the top five teams in the nation. After that, as long as you have the one-loss teams next, to be honest with you, there's a, it does matter where, they, where they're ranked. It does matter where those one-loss teams are. But like you said, you have a potential rematch between Oregon and Washington. You have a potential. You have Penn State playing Michigan this weekend. You have Michigan and Ohio State playing later on in the year. If everybody wins out in the SEC, you have Georgia and Alabama playing later on in the year. Florida, Florida State, and, and and Louisville. You just mentioned like these. They're like you said. It's going to all get figured out. It's going to it's going to all get figured out as the season wanes. As the season winds down, it's going to get figured out. I don't I don't see the need to 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 lose our minds right now. Now I can hear I can hear some of the some of the complaining if. One of those top four teams or top five teams, well, really top four, top four teams were to lose and they were still in the in the top four. Like if Alabama Alabama loses to Texas and then Alabama finds their way back into the top four, like right now, week two of the college football playoff ranking, and they're the number two, number three team in the country. Now that's why I can 
I can understand some of the gripe there because you you didn't have how many other teams that are undefeated below them, two or three other undefeated teams are below them, why are they below Alabama in the ranking. So I could get that. But right now you got the top five teams. You got the top five teams, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, uh, Washington, whatever order you want to put them in. I really don't care. I don't care what order you want to put them in. All right. They're the top five teams. They're the top five teams because they're all undefeated. They all have ranked wins. They all have good wins. I think, I mean, once again, we talked about it last week. I think Ohio State, all right, they have some, they have two ranked wins, two impressive ones. All right. Obviously, the win over Oregon for Washington is a big one. Georgia has theirs. All right. Michigan has just been rumping everybody. We'll talk about them in a minute. All right. And then Florida State. So it's just, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. I don't. I don't know what the gripe was in the group, but look, man, it, it, it is what it is right now. To be honest, and I said this in the group after kind of. I don't. I don't know. I can't remember when I jumped in, but I still don't know who the best team in the, in the country is. I don't know. I do not know who the. I there's, have. There's there, no there clear not cut. A, there's no there's clear not, cut there, number to one me, team. There has not been a yeah. team to separate themselves and say they are the best team in the country. It has not. It, it hasn't been. It hasn't been. I don't think. I don't think Georgia has made that statement. I definitely don't think Ohio State has made that statement. I don't think Michigan has. I don't think Florida State has, and I don't think Washington has. So it's going to get once again. That's why we play the games. That's why you play the games to figure that part out, and it'll get figured out starting this weekend. So that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. Yeah, I I I agree with you on that for sure. There's no. You know, you could say that maybe last season, even the year before that, and even the year before mm-hmm. that. Like you could, the past few years, you can kind of tell. Okay, this is the best team in college football. There's a small gap or a big gap, mm-hmm. and then there's everybody else. It's not like that this year. I mean, I can't. You know, like you said, we. I can't really say Ohio State because they have times mm-hmm. where they had struggled. They did struggle last yep. week a little bit against Rutgers. They probably shouldn't have been struggling against the Rutgers team, but they did. You can't really say Georgia because of the way that they dominated the past two years. They don't look the same this year. Like, you know, they down at the half on the ropes against South Carolina. Was really, let's be real, was in a dog fight last week with Missouri. They mm-hmm. just kind of pulled away uh, kind of late in the, you know, fourth quarter or so. So Michigan, yeah, they've been beating up on there. They've been beating up the teams, but – who on that schedule has even been worthy enough to say that was a good team that they beat? Yeah. There's none. So, I mean, there's that. And then Florida State have their lapses of where, like, they're up big on teams. They probably should have been beating teams more than what they should have, but they let them come back eventually. Uh, but they, you know, they still end up pulling out the win. So, yeah, every team definitely has their flaw not necessarily showing who's like the you know the most you know the most dominant or anything like that man it's just you know i just to me it's just very you know unnecessary very nitpicking if you want to if you just want to start that to want to have a debate about it by all means i guess i don't want to partake because i don't really see any difference in it the only and this is what i said in the, in there too the only person or only fan of a team that I can see to where this may mean a little bit something to them are Texas fans. Just because of where they sitting at mm-hmm. at seven, they don't really have any more 
chances of like a real big quality win. They're, they're hanging on to that one win against Alabama. You know, what it may and, and it now it doesn't look like that they won't get a shot at the rematch with OU. This is looking more so more like Oklahoma State now or mm-hmm. however the rankings is looking for the Big Twelve championship. So it's just kinda like they gotta control they don't control as much as the other teams do. So I can understand where maybe they come from because mm-hmm. they need some help. They need a they need a Washington or a Florida State to possibly lose. That's probably who they're looking at, you know, to 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 what happened. And they need they need teams yeah. to kind of beat each other up and beat themselves out to give them a chance. So I can understand that. But anybody else, hush. Like if, if you why if Georgia you Georgia you sitting there too? Why are I'm seeing some Georgia fans? Man, Ohio State struggled with with Rutgers, and we had a real good win against Missouri. We should be number one. Who, who cares? Who who cares, bruh? If you if you beat Ole Miss this week, you punch your ticket to Atlanta. That's that's yeah. the first step. Forget the rankings. The first step is. Let's let's you know if you got divisions, you win this division, get to your conference championship game. Then the next step is to win the conference, and then you get and then you worry oh, about yeah. Yeah. where you rank that or who you playing and everything like that. You you got to get in that conversation first to even want to have that conversation. So it's just kind of like you know it's that. And like I mentioned about yeah, and you know like I said about somebody complaining about uh, Alabama fan complaining about how they got more ranked wins than they do. Uh, than Oregon does, and it's just kind of like, okay, but they lost on the road to the only team that they lost to who's still undefeated. You lost at home to a team that has one loss to. Yeah. What, are we, what are we getting at? And then literally, you 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 haven't lost a conference game yet, so all you have to do is keep winning out, and you punch your ticket to Atlanta to yourself. So it's just kind of like, and you get a chance to – get Georgia. So then if you beat them, you, you put your ticket in. So it's just kind of like, yeah. <laughs> it's all going to get settled on the football field. That that was the that is the whole purpose and the whole point of this playoff is to get settled mm-hmm. on the football field. We ain't got to worry about no computers, no rankings, no bots. You know, it is. this is all subjective. Real humans is making these selections. But they can look at what happened yep. on the football field and use that for their judgment. Simple as that. Now, one of the teams that's in this conversation uh, for the college football playoff is the Michigan Wolverines. And obviously, we've already had a conversation about them before of the the news breaking out of them, you know, potential sign stealing, mm-hmm. illegally sign stealing. Um, and it's just... <laughs> Man, the uh the story is just getting just getting juicier and juicier, it seems like every other day, bro. I mean, you got you got the stories coming out of, you know, potentially Ohio State and, and Rutgers have some part in this and everything like that. And then you got saying that, you know, coach coach Jim Harbaugh saying he doesn't he's not sure about any of this stuff and Connor Stallings, who's now no longer with the program, they they relieved him of his duties. Um, hearing about him being dressed up as a staff member at a Central Michigan game to to get the signs and stuff from Michigan State, and it's just it's just so much that's going on. 
into this story, man. And, and, and of course, the NCAA has already um, trying to go into their investigation. But we know how the NCAA moves, man. It could these these kids could had a, had a start of the whole man. family by the time they make a decision. Um, on what happens. So you got a lot of people out here that's really trying to say that you know that the you know in the in the Big Ten coaches, staff, um, and just media in general that the conference, the Big Ten, the Big Ten commissioner, uh, Tony Patiri Patetti is going to have to step in and do something here to give some type of discipline or something, some type of action to the Michigan football program. Um, and then, of course, we've been kind of hearing rumors and names that uh, – rumors that, you know, uh, Coach Harbaugh's name could be um, in there and too far as like with the NFL when coaches see, coaching vacancies come available. But with all this going on, will teams, you know, want to even try to bring him in for that and everything like that? Um then you got people saying that they shouldn't even be consideration here for this playoffs and everything like that. I mean, because th- 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 this is a lot, bro. I mean, what what if this team goes all the way and win it? It's it's gonna be yeah. tainted. This it's gonna. I, I, I how do you, I, I what you think, man? Not a fan of what's going on right now. Um, we texted about this the other day. I was. I was I was upset. I was I was upset when I texted you. We talked about stuff yesterday because I was uh, I heard different things, um, watched different things, and, and something that I saw uh, first they had Paul Feinbaum on, on the other day, and Magdal Russo and Stephen A. They were talking about it and just kind of going over. It's like, hey man, you know you can't Stephen, you you can't have. You can't have this. You can't have this. And it was, it was more to the sense of the NCAA, Big Ten, whoever, the NCAA, they have to figure this out. They have to figure this out before the playoff comes. Because if the playoff comes and Michigan is sitting there and they're undefeated and they win the Big Ten, if Ohio State win the Big Ten, and we don't know what what truly happened. That there hasn't been a, a end to this chapter. There is going to be an asterisk. Not only that, though, you're going to leave out a team and another group of players who have not cheated, who have done what they needed to do. Maybe they have the one loss, but you're going to put in a Michigan team who is undefeated. We don't know whether or not they have been signed still or not. Everything is pointing to them doing this. Everything is pointing to them doing this. All the evidence showing that they are doing it. And because, like you said, because of the the reputation of the NCAA, this thing could drag on forever to where Michigan could get in and they could win the whole thing. They could win a national championship and – the narrative is, what? Well, how do we not know that they, were, they weren't still doing this? Or that those other wins that helped them get to that undefeated point up until this point, because they just fired Stalin whenever it was a couple weeks. Like, 
They just fired him. It wasn't like this came out and they were talking about it and then they fired him immediately. They just fired him like two weeks ago. Like you literally just fired a dude too. So he was still working. He was still working. I don't care what capacity he was doing. He was still working two weeks ago. They just fired him. They just fired him. After this, after, I think it's after the Central Michigan stuff had came up. Like this Central Michigan stuff has been out for at least two weeks now, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe a week. I might be, at my time, I might be off. But they just fired him at least a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. What a, what a, what are we dragging our feet about? What are we doing? It looks like these dudes was cheating. They sending guys, they sending this guy to opposing uh, opponents' games. The man was standing on the sideline at the Central Michigan game, getting signs from 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 Michigan State, and bringing it back. And granted, our Matt Mad Dog was getting on there, and other people and other people would say this too. Well, they were blowing teams out. They were one anyway. Well, how do we know? How do we know? How do we know they 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 might have lost? Michigan, Michigan State is a rivalry game. How do we know they might have lost? They might have lost the game. Do I think that Michigan has a better team than Michigan State? Yes. Yes, I do. But they still might have lost the game. And granted, okay, yeah, they blew them out. So what you still in size for then? What's the need? If you're going to blow them out anyway, they won by 50. They won by 40. This down the third. Did you really need to steal the signs then? Or was it that imperative that you needed to steal the signs to give, you, give yourself an advantage? Let's go back now. Let, I mean, let's go back. Ohio State have been whipping Michigan tail for the past 10 years, bro. Let's not, like, let's. I'm not saying that Michigan doesn't have the, Michigan definitely has the, cap, 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 excuse me, the capability of being Ohio State. Can Michigan get the same caliber of athletes as Ohio State? For sure. Not saying that's not the case. But 10 years running, they couldn't beat Ohio State. They couldn't beat Ohio State. Past two years, they'd have beat them. Past two years, they beat them. The past two years, they've been undefeated. The past two years, they won the Big Ten. Before that, Harbaugh was about to get fired. He was about to get fired. He was about to get fired. If he couldn't beat Ohio State two years ago, with those running backs, but that run game that they had and their defense, Aiden Hudson and them boys, he was going to get fired, man. He was about to lose his job. Being Ohio State that year saved that man's job. I'm not saying out the blue, all of a sudden they can't, they can't, they can't beat Ohio State. I'm not saying that, but it 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 is it, too coincidental, man. It's too coincidental that now this is coming out, and now all of a sudden can't nobody t- you. Can't nobody touch Michigan now. Can't nobody touch me. I mean, Michigan blowing everybody out. I mean, everybody. And we're talking about them potentially being in the playoff, potentially being in the playoff, and this investigation not being closed. Mad Dog Russo was like, uh, if Michigan doesn't get in, if they don't let Michigan in, whoever wins the national championship, there's going to there's gonna be an asterisk on that team because they didn't have to beat Michigan. And the last time I checked, Michigan ain't the two-time defending champs. Michigan ain't played in the national championship the past two years. Michigan been in the semifinals and lost. What asterisk does that make? What asterisk is that? What, what you talking about? Michigan ain't did nothing for us to be like, oh, it's an asterisk if they don't beat Michigan, if a team doesn't beat Michigan. If Georgia, if Georgia was win the national championship again, 
and Michigan's not in it. What asterisk are we talking about? That's three times. That's three back. That's three P. What are we talking about? If there's a new champion, if Florida State, oh, Florida State had to go through Michigan, why? For what reason? If they had to go through them in the semifinal game, that's what Michigan's been the past two years. They've been able to get past that. Maybe it's because they've been able to get nowhere where the other team is practicing. Maybe they ain't be able to get get on on site for those other teams where they're practicing. I don't know, man. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't. I, you know, they're talking about suspending hardball for the rest of the regular season or this night. Like, man, look, man. I don't like. I don't know. Like, I'm. 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 I'm so done. I'm so done with this whole thing. Like, it's dragging out way too long. They took way too long to fire the dude. The Michigan president, he ain't doing nothing. The commissioner of the Big Ten, they ain't doing nothing. Lord knows. The, the the NCAA they might not look at this until the Big Ten championship game. Like Ever. I, this has to be resolved before then. This has to be resolved before then, and I, I hate it for the Michigan players because they are going out there and they are playing the games and they are winning them, and they probably have no clue or had no clue this is going on. No clue that this was going on. I can guarantee you that that they didn't know this was going on. All right, but. You cannot. We talked about it. I've seen. I've seen. I've seen teams. The video we talked about where Ohio State's at the line of scrimmage, they checking the play to look to the sideline. I've seen that. I've been. I was a signaler. I've seen teams on coaches on opposing sidelines staring at me, seeing what I'm about to signal. I've seen that. It happens in game. It happens in game. But to send somebody to a game, to multiple games, to get signs. To steal signals crossing the line. And if they were doing that, they do not belong in the playoff. I'm going to say it right now. They do not belong in the playoff. And if they get in the playoff and this investigation is still open, it's wrong. Because you are holding out other teams, holding out other programs who were not a part of this, did not do this, have done it the right way, regardless of if it's one, one loss, two loss, whatever it is. If a one loss... I don't know. If a one-loss Alabama doesn't get in and they beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, Alabama wins out, beat Georgia in the SEC championship game, and they don't get in because Michigan gets in, I have a problem. I have a serious problem with that, and this investigation is not closed. They got to figure this out. This is dragging on way too long. And the suspension for John Harbaugh is not a – that to me, that ain't enough. It's three games left. They already gave them – that's the thing, like – they self-imposed. They gave a self-imposed four-game suspension already. What are we doing? This is the second time in the same year. This is the second infraction in the same year where Michigan got something going on. They are suspended their head coach four games and they ain't play nobody. They play nobody. They played me, you, Brashawn, and Bruce the first four weeks. <laughs> Us four for the first four weeks and suspended him. Oh, and they got these shirts talking about. Four games of free hardball and all this stuff. He did that. He did that stuff. That's why you did it. He did that. Not anybody else. Hardball did that. This stuff is coming out, and we talking about potentially this dragging on, and he they might have a shot to win a national championship, and they might have been stealing sign, they might have been cheat, literally cheating, literally cheating, and they might have a chance to win a national championship if this drags on for too long problem man this is this, it is this is not good this is not good they have to figure this out they have to figure this out they i mean they might have to figure out before that Ohio state uh mission game man 
Because do you even want them in the Big Ten Championship? Do you even want them in the Big Ten Championship if they would have beat Ohio State? Because now it brings up, the, if you wait that long, it brings up the question of they beat Ohio State, they get into the, to the Big Ten Championship game. Now it's still open. Do, do, now you put it on the committee. Do you put them in? Because now it's not just about looking at it from a strict schedule, undefeated, yada, 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 all that types of conference championship. You have to look into what, what has been going on. Do you leave that out? Can you leave that out as a committee? Like, if I'm sitting in that committee, can I just ignore the fact that this has been going on? I can't. I can't. This chapter has to come to a close. In my opinion, it has to come to a close before the big. I would say, I mean, I would say right at that, that the game. It has to come to a close right at that Ohio State-Michigan game. They got to figure out what it is, determine what the punishment is, and lay it down. And it cannot be another John Harbaugh suspension. We've seen that already. We've seen that already, and the dude was still standing on the sideline at the Michigan State game. Whatever that was. That might, I don't know if that was during the suspension or not. I don't know. It probably wasn't, all right? But we've seen that. We've seen that. No telling how long it's been going on. They ain't been undefeated. Michigan ain't been undefeated in years. They don't want 10 games before, yeah, but they ain't been undefeated in years. John Harbaugh was getting ready to lose his job. Jim, excuse me. Excuse me. Jim Harbaugh was getting ready to lose his job. And now can nobody touch Michigan, including Ohio State, including Ohio State. And then this comes out. Two times in the same year, bro. Two times. So. I mean, it's just. I'm with you. Something has to get done here just because, I mean, here's the dates, right? So say. Michigan wins out. All right. We know that the Big Ten Championship is going to be that first Saturday in December because that's, that's mm-hmm. Championship Saturday. That's December 2nd. The I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's the Rose Bowl and the – is it Cotton or Peach Bowl? Uh, no, it's the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl. Okay. It's the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl as the uh, okay. semifinals games. That's on – that's scheduled for New Year's Day. So we're talking about a whole month. We're talking about a whole month here in between that that selection Sunday, which they'll do that Sunday to set the set the playoffs and that game. That's gonna be a excuse my life, that's gonna be a shit show of wondering if them boys ain't out there, you know, so whoever it is, if it if it was now if it was just Stallings or you know, whatever, then cool, but he's gone, but that's going to be a shit show if it's like if there was other people involved here that's doing this whole sign stealing stuff. How could you psychologically, how could you as the other team that matches up with them can really even focus on yourself? I mean, you got to, but it's just kind of like just somebody randomly walking around your practice or something like that that you don't even, you're not familiar with or something like that that's walking around nearby or something. And it's just kind of like, hold on. That ain't no, you know, if I'm Florida State, I'm like, uh, hold on, bro. I don't, I don't recognize him. You know, wait, wait a minute. What what's he doing here? You know, or something like that. Who is that? Like, you just going to be on, you're going gonna to be on pins and needles just wondering, like, what's going on? Because it's just, I don't know, man. I I think the the I'm with you. The Big Ten has to do something because it's not going to be done by the NCAA. 
and they're sitting up here talking about waiting on the NCAA. Like I said, bro, the, the game's going to be played. The season is going to be damn near done by the time they want to decide something. Like, I know I kind of over-exaggerated saying that the players on the team now will have a family start and everything like that. I kind of over-exaggerated, but at the same time, I'm really not. Because we just we know how the NCAA works, man. They take – if forever in the day had a picture by it or a logo, it Let's would see. be the NCAA. Because they, they, they take entirely too long to, to get stuff done when – like you said, in a way, the evidence is is kind of there, and I know what it is is that they want days being Michigan and Michigan fans are probably saying, "Give us due process, give us due process." I'm pretty sure that's that's the way they want to go with it. Give them due process. That's fine, but this mission this it shouldn't be going into no January, and we still don't know. What's 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 all this going on? Because, like we said, if they go out here and they potentially have a chance, like legit, they do. Re- regardless of what's all going on, they legit have a chance here That's to it. win a national championship. And if they ho- if they are the ones that's holding it up, come January 9th or January eighth, whenever the championship game is going to be. Uh, <laughs> How can you, how can you, what do you do with that? You know, people like to make fun about the bubble. This would be, this, yeah. this would be the one. This would be the one, you know, kind of that one. And, you know, the, the, the Astros back in, what was that, 2015, 2017, whatever, 2017, whatever year it was that they wanted. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah. Yeah. that, that. That's gonna be that's up there with that. Like, what? Something has to be done. I mean, I don't know. And it's kind of almost like they kind of giving it away too, kind of telling on themselves. Because then now with them bringing up, trying to bring put in Ohio State in it and Rutgers in it and everything like that, it's kind of like, well, okay, maybe you caught me, but I ain't by myself. They did it too. So it's kind of like. Okay, but so you did it, right? So it's like, okay, so you did it. So what else we got to talk about, right? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I I, yeah. I don't know. Something something has to be done, has to be done fast because like seriously, the it's it's it seems like every like every other day more stuff comes out and it's just this story is just getting more crazy and more crazy and more crazy. And Honestly, it's gonna have to, like I said, it's gonna have to come down to the Big Ten, and they just can't keep sitting around here and and, and you know not doing something. Or you know, Ohio State just gonna have to be like, you know what, if it, we'll get this done ourselves. If Ohio State beats them, we have to worry about <laughs> and it. We not we not worry about it. We ain't got to worry about. It. But then even still, even if it doesn't get that far, then you got to think about. All right, if mm-hmm. it comes down to that. Are we vacating wins? Are we, you know what I'm saying? Are we vacating wins? Are you vacating the the the, the Big Ten championship from last year and the year before that? Like, where is this? Yeah. Do we go from here from that? Like, do are we getting to that point of, of that? Is it that serious with it? This is an ugly situation, and it's getting yeah. ugly fast. Like, <laughs> it's getting more ugly as time goes on real quick. So, I don't know. If I'm the Big Ten – 
I can't keep sitting around here waiting on what the NCAA going to do because sometimes they don't even know how to police them their own selves. You know, and I don't know if they're trying to wait to find some more stuff or what. You know, I don't know because that's that's probably the Michigan side of it. They're like, okay, if y'all can't give me, y'all can't get anything for it right now, who's to say y'all ever going to find anything? So I, I, I don't know. This is getting, this is real ugly. This is kind of giving... To me, kind of what like what might have been going on with like with SMU back in the eighties and and all the different times Miami got in trouble and trying to get people to die. This is getting ugly. The more we keep sitting here and waiting and waiting on this, so ultimately the Big Ten is gonna have to make a decision, bro. They they got to put they got to put their big boy pants on and That's make grown people decisions. Okay, they can't sit because cause like we said, we keep sitting up here waiting on the NCAA. We ain't gonna never find out. Or never get no, get no answer. No yeah. uh no answer to, to to if this is, you know, if this really happened or not. So I don't know. They they gotta do something and they being the big ten, they gotta do something fast. Like like That's yesterday. Do they, they gotta do it. <laughs> like too. too. You can't let this drag. Can't let it drag. Yeah. Yeah, they can't. And so that's 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 what's going on right now with Michigan and that whole ordeal off the field. But on the field, man, we got yep. it's a week. It's a week. We got some real, you know, you know, last week we were kind of talking like, eh, last week wasn't too good. This week, yeah. We 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 got we got some barn burners, man. I mean, uh uh a lot of great games on tap. I think there's uh I counted them correctly, I think there's four ranked matchups. Um, all with kind of some importance to it a little bit i mean you know tennessee and missouri um both of them not necessarily completely out of the sec east race but the loser definitely is and the winner kind of can still have a glimmer of hope there's that one um but then speaking of you know with the sec we got ninth ranked Ole miss going over to to athens to play second ranked georgia um obviously Ole miss if they can win that kind of keeps them right there in the thick of it in the SEC West, and that's not completely done. And at that point, they just need some help with um, hopefully maybe Kentucky losing, Kentucky getting the upset over uh, Alabama and Auburn as well um, to kind of help propel them. And they win out, propel them to Atlanta. Um, and then for Georgia, if they win, they wrap up the SEC East this weekend um, and they punch their ticket to Atlanta. So, Interesting matchup, um, and Lane Kiffin just recently came in the news about some stuff too. Um, but yeah. we, we that'll yeah, that's that's crazy. But um, man, who you got in this one? I'm gonna go with Georgia solely because it's in Athens. Solely because it's in Athens. If this was in Oxford, I might lean towards. Picking Ole Miss. Now, they are on upset alert. They are on upset alert. I don't think that – I don't think the Ole Miss's defense is as strong, but the way Georgia has played is taking them some time, at least, especially in these big games, is taking them at least a half to kind of figure out their opponent and, and, and get in the groove. I told you – I said this – this was last week when we talked about it or it might be earlier this week. You you can't 
wait a half to get in the groove with this Ole Miss team. You wait a half to get in the groove, uh, Georgia's already – they've had halftime deficits. They were down 14-3 to South Carolina. They were down um, against uh, against Auburn at half. You were in the tight ball game against Missouri. You cannot – all right, you cannot – and I don't know how many points it could be, but you cannot be in a deficit or you can't be down against this Ole Miss team going into halftime. I, they can score a lot and they can score in bunches. And if you let them hang around or you let them get up, I don't know how – I believe in Georgia's defense. I don't know how high part of the offense is to stick with them now. Getting Lad McConkie back, I mean, it seems like can't nobody guard this man, can't nobody tackle this man. <laughs> this man. And, and in the absence Crazy. Of, Crazy. of Brock Bowers, that's definitely a welcome sight for Georgia fans. All right? But can they hold up? Can they do that? Versus this Ole Miss offense, are they able? Obviously, the defense getting stops lends to that. But if they're down ten, if they're down fourteen, if you're down double digits, can that offense generate enough big plays to get back into the football game? That's going to be the thing. I, they have to jump out early on this Ole Miss team. And at least if it's a half, if it's a tight game, a half, they're up. If they're, whether they're up or if they're down three points or whatever it is, I think you're fine. If if you take a full half to get them going and Ole Miss jumps out early, Georgia could be in a world of trouble. So I'm going to pick Georgia because I think their defense, or I think their defense makes some plays, or I think their defense um, gets some stops in the first half. Like I said, second half, I think they make adjustments and they're able to kind of keep Hold people at bay. But I think the first half is where that Georgia defense puts their stamp on this game and they hold Ole Miss down and keep them down throughout the whole game. And once again, like I said, it's in Athens. And that's a tough, that's a tough place to play right now. So I'm gonna go Georgia. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long time since uh <laughs> Georgia has lost a game down there in Athens. Last, it's been, last time, it's been last a minute time was for sure. South Carolina, twenty nineteen. Yeah, yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's been a minute for sure. Uh, I'm going with Georgia as well. Um, I was more nervous going into the Missouri game last week than I am this one, just because. Uh, Yes, Ole Miss can be explosive, uh, and it's really more so with the run game, um, but I think Georgia will be prepared for that um, to make sure that they don't get those explosive runs, albeit uh, Ole Miss has a very talented running back. Uh, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, I think it's, it's Jenkins, Jerkins, something like mm-hmm. that. I know it starts with a J. Jenkins, yeah. A very, very, very talented running back for sure. Um, but they also have time where uh, – uh, they just have bad lapses, especially yep. on defense. Um, you know, last week they they let Texas A and M and they let Texas A and M hang around a little too much, and it, it got it got a little too close for comfort um, last week. They let Texas A and M hang around way too much, and if you letting if you letting Jimbo's nineteen seventy seven offense <laughs> still hang around <laughs> with you, yeah, I mean. That's to me. That's just that ain't that ain't good, you know. If when you when you pulling away yourselves and then you let mm-hmm. them come back into it, because there was times where they were up 
double digits, uh, you know, 10 points, two touchdowns on Texas A&M, and they just kept coming back. Now, just like how you said with Georgia, you don't want them to keep facing those deficits and being down. You are for same thing for Ole Miss. You can't be up like that and let teams come back because eventually that can come back to bite you, especially when you're playing a team like this who who's been showing it now. They just know how to win. It just seems like it doesn't matter how they get it done. They just end up end up finding a way winning the football game, whether it be a shootout, defensive struggle, they blow them out or whatever. They just they find a way. So especially with the game, yeah, the game being in Athens definitely does help them a lot. If it was down in Oxford, I probably would be a little bit more nervous. But the fact that it's at home too, just like last week, and I was more afraid of Missouri's defense and, and their team more than than I am with Ole Miss, just because they tend to shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah. So I'm a roll with I'm a roll with Georgia. Uh, next game we got here on tap. We're gonna go out west to the Pac-12. Uh, we got 18th ranked uh, Utah going up there to Seattle to play fifth ranked Washington. Um, ready to stay undefeated. Um, Utah still trying to keep mm-hmm. their Pac-12 title hopes alive. Obviously, if they win, that kind of keeps them in it. Um, but if they lose, that kind of you know throws them out of the 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 uh, Pac-12 playoff. A Plaque 12 championship picture for sure. And of course, Washington is just trying to stay undefeated, stay the course. Um, because they got a they got a they got a tough three-game schedule here. We got they got they got Utah this Saturday, Oregon State next Saturday, and then finish the season with the rivalry with a with a uh, Apple Cup between Washington State and you can never you can yeah. never rule that out. And then a potential and then at that point, which is crazy, they have a either way, they may have a potential rematch here with possibly Oregon either. State or Oregon. So they, they're seeing it's a good chance that they may see one of those teams again. So um having having that tough, well not tough, but yeah, it was kind of tough, but that that big Road mm-hmm. test that they had last week against USC. Now going at home, and who you got this one between your uh, Tom? I think Washington. last week definitely show some show some character, showed a a side of the Washington that you needed to see, especially later on in the year, going into the conference champ in the conference championship season. As you get going with this playoffs and postseason, postseason talk is starting to arise. Them being able to run the football, and, and granted, I've, I've had I've said it on this show plenty of times how I feel about Lincoln Riley teams. Um, it's, uh, when it comes to physicality, I don't think they handle physicality well. I don't think they play good defense. I don't think they're able to stop the run. And Washington is known. Obviously, Michael Penix Jr. is out there throwing the ball every which way he wants to throw it. But you go out there and you rush for the running back has 276 and four touchdowns. You show a physicality uh, aspect to this offense and to this team that we really didn't, we might not have known that they had, to be honest, because they've been able to throw the ball all over the place and win ball games. This is going to be a test for them. Although, I mean, I mean, I've been a Cam Rising fan a couple years ago. I mean, I like this Utah team. 
Uh, it's been unfortunate they haven't been able to get into the playoffs because they slipped up and lost two games and all this, that, and third. Um, so Ken Rising won't be in a lineup, but this is still a Utah team who plays a physical brand of football. They're going to win the football, and they're going to play tough, hard-nosed defense. So I think this is another test for Washington to see how they hold up with that physicality. I think that they will be – I think – Utah would be the closest thing to, from a physicality standpoint, this would be the closest thing to whoever they might potentially play in the playoff, if that makes sense. From a physicality standpoint, I don't know if, yeah. I don't know if Oregon State yeah. is as physical. I don't know if Washington State is as physical. I think Oregon has the, has the potential to, but I think that Utah team is, they, they are the, Utah is the red, the redheaded stepchild of the Pac-12. We have all these fly high and off, high flying oh, offense yeah. and everything like that. Utah is twelve personnel, twenty-one personnel lineup, run the football, play hard nosed defense. That's what they do. And so I think just from that standpoint, physicality wise, this be the close thing when it comes to playoff teams that they'll see from that standpoint. I think it's a good test for Washington. I'm gonna pick Washington at home. I think they get it done. I think they answer the bell again. Because, like you said, the rest of the season is a gauntlet. I think they pass this test and they get ready for that. They they can't they can't look ahead. <laughs> they can't look ahead at this point in the season. They have to go one week at yeah, a time. They, I think they do. I think that coach has them yeah. going in the right direction. I think that leadership with Mike Penix and those guys, they're going in the right direction. I think you Washington gets it done. Yeah, I'm with you on that. They are the one team who. <laughs> Out of all the undefeated teams, they're the one team who can't look ahead to be like, oh, okay, all right, well, look, then we got this team, this team, look, oh, okay, we, we might be in Vegas for the, and then they stick mm-hmm. up, boom. It's over. Yeah, exactly. Utah, 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 <laughs> 35 to 10, you know what I'm saying? It's just, they, they, just, they just have a chance. Yeah. They just, mm-hmm. they can do that to you. They can do that to you for sure. So, yeah, Washington is the one team that can't really afford to, to look ahead for sure. All the... The other four, the other four teams ahead of them, which is why I think they're put ahead of them, has you know they they have a little bit more room for error, yeah. if you want to say per se. You know, Washington doesn't. Like they really can't. They have to for real run the table. I don't. I don't. I don't think they'll. Because I don't think they'll. Uh, depending on what happens, though, I don't think a one loss. Pac-12 team, depending on who it is, I guess couldn't necessarily get in because then you're at that point you're debating possibly whoever that is winning the Pac-12 in a Texas or an Alabama, and it's just kind of uh, who you think they're gonna choose there. You know, it's definitely, a, yeah, so, it's definitely a, you know, a bias. We don't, we don't give the Pac-12 as much leeway as as other conferences and other schools. We got we got to yeah. talk about that at some yeah, point. So. Yeah, so they they they, which is unfortunate, but that's just mm-hmm. what they got to deal with. But in the end, I do think just because, like we like I've all like we always talked about the fact that they have no Cam Riser, no Cam Riser there for them. I think Michael Penix does just enough. Their offense does just enough, and uh, Washington gets to them mm-hmm. and they stay undefeated. Then we got last game on tap. Uh, biggest game of the week for sure. Um, down there, up there in Happy Valley, we got third ranked Michigan 
going up against uh what is it? Eleventh. Tenth, eleventh? No. Mm-hmm. Eleventh, eleventh ranked Penn State. Um very, very interesting scenarios here, right? All right, so we already know Penn State has the one loss to Ohio State. All right, and then we know that, obviously, Michigan and Ohio State is still undefeated. This is the potential scenario here. If Penn State beat Michigan, that gives, obviously, Michigan one loss. Penn State has the one loss to Ohio State. Ohio State is still undefeated. And then if we get to the game and Michigan beats Ohio State, now that's all three of those teams with just one conference loss all to each other. So that's Ohio State beating Penn State, Penn State beating Michigan, Michigan beating Ohio State. The tiebreaker scenarios that they have going into that is the winner of the Big Ten West ends up figuring out, I guess you can say, Whoever has the best record, whichever team has the best record of the three top teams in the Big Ten West, gets to go to the to the Big Ten Championship games to represent the East. And currently, if it stands that way, it would be Penn State 1 and Michigan and Ohio State tied at 2. That would be so funny <laughs> if it ends up happening to where the Big Ten West got something to do with who goes to the to the to the to the Big Ten championship to face them because the West is so bad. So bad. <laughs> the West is so bad. They have a chance to ultimately they have a chance to end up having the last laugh. Like I'm over here laughing. They end up having a chance to do that if it happens that way. Now, Penn State for the past few years against everybody else in the Big Ten has had a great record. I think since 20, I think 2014, 2015, a very great record. But their record combined against Michigan and Ohio State, I believe, is four and like 15 or something like that. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's not that great. They've beaten everybody else, but for some reason just can't consistently get over the hump of beating Ohio State, Michigan. All right. They already failed um, earlier in the season against Ohio State, albeit that was in Columbus. At the Horseshoe, this one is at Beaver Stadium in Happy Valley. Who you got? I, I mean, I know the answer, but who you got? <laughs> Be on time. Be you loud. What he? What Coach Manny say? What Coach Manny say? <laughs> I got Penn State, oh, man. man. <laughs> I got Penn State. I got Penn For State. For sure. Um, in all seriousness, it's, it's time. It's it's time, James Franklin. It's time, man. I like you a lot. I like you a lot. It's time. You got to get one. Can't keep living off of the Tracy McSorley, Saquon Barkley, Chris Godwin. Win over, win over. Ohio State that year and Big Ten Championship that year and the and the Rose Bowl birth and you can't live off of the the Rose Bowl win last year. Great, great. Penn State is winning ten eleven games every year. Great. 
You haven't been back to the Big Ten Championship since that year, bro. That was 26, no, 20, what, 18, 2019? Something like that. Somewhere in there, yeah. It's time, man. Yeah. You have, you, you, you got to beat, these are the teams you got to beat. It's, it's almost to the same, it's almost to the same light as like, as Jim Harbaugh. You got to beat Ohio State. You got to beat Ohio State. This is the team you, you want to win the Big Ten, you got to beat Ohio State. If if you were if LSU is another perfect example, you got to beat Alabama. Yep. You want to win the SEC championship, you got to beat out. You're not getting to the SEC title game if you don't beat Alabama. No, Grant. No, I mean Les Miles was winning all these games and stuff. Can't get over the hump of beating Alabama. You got to do it. You got to be able. Literally every year, the the champion of the Big Ten should come out of the East. Every year. I mean, the West is complete garbage. I don't know what they're going to do when USC and UCLA join, like if they're going to get rid of divisions or whatever. But this that side is trash. Let's just call it what it is. It's bad over there. All right? So one of these three teams are going to win the Big are going to win the Big Ten. All right? But James Franklin, it is time. You have to beat. You got to. I'm not saying you got you to beat both of them. I mean, you need to beat both of them in the same year. That would be that would be nice if you do that. But you got to beat one of them, all right. If you can't beat Michigan on Saturday, we there needs to be more talk of okay, is James Franklin potentially on the hot seat? I mean, you can't keep Penn State. Penn State is a top ten team every year. It's a top ten team every year. Top ten ain't good enough, man. You 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 got the, you got some stuff rolling. You got the talent there. You got to be able to beat these squads. You got to be able to beat Ohio State. You got to be able to beat Michigan because they're going to be there. They've shown over the last couple of years they're going to be there. One of those two teams are going to be standing in your way, and you got to be able to beat them. So this is a big game for the Penn State program. It's a big game for James Franklin. If they can get this done, all right, he can silence a lot of critics. All right, he can silence a lot of critics. And then balls in your, I mean, balls in your court. You went out. And like you said, now it's a scenario if Michigan goes and beats Ohio State, you might have a shot to get get into the title, into the title game. You might have a shot to get into the dance. You might have a shot to get into the dance. But you gotta, you gotta, 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 gotta win on Saturday. So I'm going with Penn State. All right, I'm going with Penn State. I'm not even gonna mention the Goonie. All right, they mentioned me in the. In the, in, the, in the chat, I'm not going to mention him. I'm going to leave him out of this. I'll talk to him on Saturday after our game. Go Catawba Indians. We got to win our game on Saturday. But I'll, I'll check that once it's over with, all right? So I don't want to mention him. But I'm going to Penn State at home. I'm going to Penn State at home. You got to get it done. You got to get it done. Man, that crowd going to be wild. rocking. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I mean – Good football with the no footballer in 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 in, in Penn State like that no, in November is a crisp wow a real crisp day <laughs> yeah 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 for sure um, part of me wants to root for Jane Franklin to go and get mm-hmm. it done man but I just I don't know I understand I don't know I get it I, it's it's got a it's I got to see it to believe it, you know. I got to see it to believe it. So, until then, I got to roll with Michigan. 
I got a road Michigan for it. And, and also, this is just me maybe maybe being a little a little petty and everything like this. But at the same time, I kind of want... It, this is an ugly story going on in Michigan, but at the same like the, the journalist in me is like, ooh, man, if they get all the way up to the Ohio State game and they at 11 and 0. Here you go, man. Here you go. You back on you back on campus right now. They you 11 and 0 both teams both 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 teams uh-huh. 11 and 0. We got all this going on It's juicy and it just ends up being this is winner take all and what's going to happen. Hey man. I'm here for it, but but on a, but on a serious but on a serious note for sure though. It's just they get, Penn State has to mm-hmm. has to show me, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of when, until I see it, you know, I can't. Nothing is giving me the confidence that they can get it done because it. What what gave me more confidence is if they would have played a, a much better game than they did mm-hmm. in Columbus. If they would have, you know, kind of strung some drives together and kind of really made it a game, I could be like, okay, I think they got a chance. You know, a couple of things just didn't fall their way. They were really struggled yeah. that whole, honestly, that whole entire game until like maybe the last five minutes or so, and they kind of drove down the field. So that just kind of bothers me a little bit but that they couldn't piece everything yeah. together like that in totality. Um, and going up against Michigan possesses the same problems, uh, having to you know having to deal with one one great player. With, with Marvin Harrison Jr. Now you got to deal with uh, another great player here with like Blake Corum and, and 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 the rest of those guys and everything like that. And you know they're, they're a very talented defense. Um, but the, I mean the theatrics are going to be there for sure because all all eyes are on Michigan for sure just to see how they're going to you know keep responding to all of this. Um, you know because this. I mean, like I said, this 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 uh, sign stealing stuff. This is this is going back almost now, close to a month now. You know that we that we are approaching upon. You know they they've constantly kept been keep on winning, um, but you know we're gonna see if they if this is a legit team or we gonna know like you boys been cheating or not. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see. We'll see. I I think ultimately Michigan will do just enough. I mean, I I think it's gonna be close. But I think Michigan will do just enough to pull it out. But I wouldn't be surprised if Penn State got the upset, and I could that way that'll that'll just put everything to bed for that point. And then come two weeks later, they'll be cheering for Michigan again. They'll be like, That's all it. right, we need That's y'all. Yeah. Take the signs this time. So you know, it, what I'm saying man. everything Get like that. So <laughs> right, you know. <laughs> so I mean, we'll, we'll see. But I think in the end, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna take Michigan as well. I'm gonna go ahead and take Michigan, and uh, we'll just see. How that goes, man. But I think it's going to be a great game for sure. <clears throat> man, we get ready here to wrap up another episode. This is a good one. Um, we we talked about a lot of good stuff that's going on right now out out in the, in the, in the sports world, man. Um, anything you want to say to the people? Continue to do what you do. Continue to stay healthy. Be safe. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones. Talk talk to your loved ones. Hit them up. Talk, talk with them, excuse me, as much as you can. And um, continue to strive for excellence. To continue to continue to seek, seek out your, your purpose in this life. That's it. True, man. Same for me. 
uh, yeah, always protect yourselves, man. Yeah, find that balance. Um, check in on your people for sure. Uh, man, uh, happy happy Veterans Day to to all the to all the to all the military guys, to all the vets you know who serve this country, man. We appreciate your service. Uh, man, y'all go out there and get all the free food y'all can. You know it's gonna be there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Get, get all the free food y'all can for sure, man. But nice enough for free. Seriously, man. Shout out to, to to all the veterans, man, who 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 have served mm-hmm. this country, man. Um, those who you know that are presently still here and that serve, and you know those who are not here that that, that serve, man. If you got a chance, um, to you know to celebrate, um, if you know a veteran in your life, man, take the time out to thank them for their service, give them a phone call, everything like that. That's that'd be much much appreciated, man, because you know they they don't get a lot of uh, they don't get a lot of respect sometimes that they they willingly deserve for sure. Um, so I want to just get that out there. Continue to support the podcast. Um, like and subscribe on the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on all the social medias, man. We we really we truly 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 appreciate it. Uh, love black women, cherish black women, protect black women. No means no. No means no. That I ain't really got much else to say behind that. I I had a joke in mind, but I'm I'm gonna save that one. Okay. For next week. Okay. I'm gonna save it for next week. I'm gonna save it for next week because that'll be a little bit it'll be a little bit more oh, okay. closer. So I'm gonna I'm save it for next week. So anything like that. Yeah, you, you catch my drift. I know. You catch you yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure, for sure. For sure. For sure. But man, till the next time, this has been another episode of the Easy Money Sports Podcast.